get into the show, I just wanted to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. They are, of course, the sponsor of the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. You can deposit using the promo code GRID. There is a link to Underdog Fantasy for you to sign up in the show notes for this podcast. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on the desktop. Uh, when you sign up with the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D, you are going to get one free wager inside of their Pick'em game. And then when you win that, because we know that you will, you'll be able to enter into all the NFL contests that they're doing. Uh, you know, they have the Battle Royale. They have, of course, the Pick'em game, the Rival game, lots of very cool stuff happening. They also have a Best Ball basketball tournament and a Best Ball hockey tournament for you guys to get in there. And uh, now let's go ahead and get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Great Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. You are also could be listening to this on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. This is, of course, the Gilcast for Week Four. Uh, you know, bad news for everyone. Not not a lot of sadness to deliver this week. I was just telling Sammy before we started recording. Just a very boring week. It became evident very early on that it, it, it was definitely a, a, a um, what does Levitan call it? The, the show me you can- the, the, the prove it week. The prove it week. It was definitely a prove it week. Um, I think there were two roster constructions that were viable. And if you did not play those, um, I think that you played bad. And, um, you know, we all, we all scored within what, eight points of each other. So pretty, pretty good indicator that- uh, that that was true, though it's not going to be a it's not going to be a show that was without emotion because of course Nate found Nate found a way to play Mike Davis and Nate won the three man with Mike Davis. Uh, I'm Nate- I'm so sick of this shit, man. Like I am tired of Nate putting out bullshit ass lineups and scoring more points. Like the, Dude, you guys just, just got to you guys just got to play better. It's week four. I've won three in a row or three of the four. I, I actually I the show is think, not as fun without like actual competition. I, I they, think we are we are giving you we're giving you the fish of the day award despite you scoring more points. I mean it's just it, what you did today was just so bad. Yeah, there were two things you did that I think are really bad, but we'll get and I think there's one thing I did that was really bad, and we will get into that here in a second. So Nate scored 144.62. You can send Nate a game at Nate N on DraftKings. I scored 139.42. Sammy scored 139.22. Sammy and I just had a 1v1. But Nate, how bad was Sammy's team that he sent us on Saturday? I mean, dude, the team- <laughs> you guys have never seen an abomination this bad. It was literally like, I, Sammy, I don't know what you were doing. What are you talking about, man? The team you sent on Saturday was unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's that's because it was it was like Friday, and I'm like, this is my first run of cash. I didn't even like look at it projections. What was what was the team? I'm gonna look it up. It wasn't that bad. No, it was. We gotta. I we we do need to go back and look at it. Really, I'm going back and looking through our our chat today. It, it was not even popping because we we literally had no sweat. So your team was Matt Ryan, Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson. Debo, who broke the slate, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Will Disley, uh, Swift, and the Lions. I really, it was just the Matt Ryan and Gibson plays that were just completely out of nowhere, but it, yeah, that would have been a terrible team to play. What do you mean? Matt, it that was, team would have smashed us because of Debo. That, that's right. It was Matt Ryan, Henry and Gibson, and DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Bobby Trees, Disley. You should have sucked to your guns, Sammy. I should. I should have just played Deontay Johnson. Debo, yeah, Debo was um Debo was like a little chalky in this slate, wasn't he? Debo was, I mean, not in tournament in tournaments, he was only like eight percent owned. It he came through really well at the end. If you guys ha- if you had him, I mean he was the difference maker in that late game. Yeah, he like yeah. boxed a touchdown right at the end. Like oh dude, I needed that. I needed that because of that freaking uh, what was that? What was ever happening? It was Woods, the Woods TD. Well, I needed no, that. No, Woods, Debo. Woods and Najee, Woods and Najee both scored touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And I actually, I a couple of my like in a couple of double ups, I like fell out. And then Devonte Adams caught a 15 yard pass for no reason. For no, yeah, for nothing. For no, re- for no reason, and it got me back up. So it was the Najee thing that made me lose. Like I bubbled all my GPPs, and then all of a sudden Debo got the TD, and I was live again. For some min caches because I had way too much Odell, but all right. So 
Sammy, you and I basically played the same team. With a, we, we had a 1v1. We both played Dak at quarterback. Uh, we both played Derrick Henry. You played DeAndre Swift. I played Chuba Hubbard. We both played DJ Moore. Uh, we both played Amari Cooper. Uh, you played Curtis. Actually, we had a 2v2. You played Curtis Samuel. I played Nick Westbrook, Akeen. They both got exactly 5.9 DraftKings uh. points. All three of us played Disley. All three of us played Devontae Adams. And all three of us played the Lions defense. Um, so, I, <clears throat> Nate, we really got to start here. What the fuck are you doing with Josh Allen? Like, what? How? Where? Where was this coming from? What? Why would you not just take the layup points from Dak? Jesus, well, you, you, you just got to pay 8K for a quarterback on this slate. I, I don't. I don't think Josh Allen was a bad play, but clearly, if I'm spending up on a quarterback, I'm spending on Mahomes. Uh no. I mean, for me, it was Allen who had the ceiling. I mean, Allen just is so much a part of every part of his touch, every part of his team's touchdowns that, like, in this game, I literally just. I wanted either Allen or Dak. Those were my two kind of cash game quarterbacks. Uh, I was able to get to Allen because of like just the, the running back mess that we had. I could not figure out what to do at running back all week other than Davis. Yeah, so and, so uh, he just Henry. played, he played, he played, he played Mike Davis. <laughs> and so, and so that's how he was able to get to Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh <laughs> Allen has the highest ceiling on the slate. I mean, he, he clearly you does. Know that's not true. You know, Mahomes always has the highest ceiling. I no, I, th- I think Allen probably does because Allen has more rushing touchdown equity. Not only that, his team had the highest team total on the slate, and every game he goes out, he is going to be part of, like, what, 75% of his team's touchdowns where Mahomes maybe makes up 50%. Like, there's so much other – there's so many other ways that the Chiefs score um, that, like – I mean, Allen is just – he is the Bills offense, and they had a 30-and-a-half team total. Like – he had the highest ceiling of any quarterback on the slate. If you had the dollars to get to him, it wasn't a bad play. It's just they were super inefficient in the in the red zone, which nobody expected. You didn't have the dollars to get to him, Nate. You didn't have the dollars. You made them by playing Mike Davis. Like what was yeah, Mike Davis? I was Davis playing on? Mike Davis all week. I I told you guys that. He's five point one. I thought you were joking. You, and we told you it was terrible. I thought you were kidding. Dude, you guys are you guys don't like I can't tell if this is like a bit from you did guys. You, did you adjust? Or... Did you adjust your projections when Wayne Gallman was active? Uh yeah, I did get like, I had a couple of people reach out like right right as the right as the uh, inactives came out was like, hey, did Wayne <laughs> Gallman like, get you off? And I was, was like, was no. it like an intervention? You had a bunch of people reach out and try to no, sit you down. No, because Cardi, be like, hey. I know that Cardi, I know that Cardi was on him too. But I mean, Mike Cardi got- legit, Cardi legit reached out like. 20 minutes or like an hour before lock. It was like, does Gallman get you off of Davis at all? I'm like, no, like he didn't. I, here's the thing about Mike Davis. Mike Davis has put up value at his salary with zero efficiency. And this was the first time that Atlanta actually looked to be in a spot where they were going to have some efficiency on offense. And the, the, the thesis of the Mike Davis Davis play is like, if he gets a touchdown, he gets his 11 points, his 12 points or whatever, plus some close. I mean, this game was <laughs> okay. Fine. Hey, it, it, how hard were you tilting when when the when the Falcons RB one caught three touchdowns? Dude, don't even get me started on the CPAT tilt. But honestly, Mike Davis, I I I'm fine if that's like my brand is playing a great value running back at five one point one yards per carry, thirteen carries, fourteen yards, uh, two targets for twelve yards. I, I, I got to still to him. building. Are you still building DFS lineups off of yards per carry as an efficiency metric? Like that's how I, you I gotta, decide I gotta like, hand it to cash him. game value of a running the, back. The touchdown he scored was pretty impressive, but it was not as impressive as any of the three that Cordero Patterson scored. I, I got to say all three of Patterson's were more impressive. Okay. He had like a 50% rush share and a like 5% target share or something like this. It's just he had, so he bad. Had, he, it was even less because the team had 28 rushing attempts and he got 13 of them. Yeah, it's just so, so bad, Nate. Like you, you have to look, I know your model spitting out, you know, oh, it gets this rush share and this start, but it's more well, of a model. Earth. The model and, and is not going to do. The model is not going to spit out Mike Davis next week after adding the Gallman stuff in. Well, I mean, uh, just, the Gallman, Gallman really didn't get much work. I mean, Mike Davis still ran 31 routes and had 13 rush and had uh, 
50% of his team's rushing attempts. I, they are not Cordero Patterson is not ever going to be an 80% rush share guy. He is just not, that is, that has never been in his range of outcomes. He has been in the league. How many years? Like I am but not We don't even really about- want the rushes. We want, we want the high value touches and Patterson gets all the high value touches, but he, Mike Davis is out on the field for him too. Like that's not, I, they're not going to be on the two yard line jamming in, uh, Cordero Patterson for the rest for 17 games in a season where Mike Davis has shown that he can handle that workload and he is the back that Atlanta's going to use. Like I'm, th- we have seen the ceiling of the Cordero Patterson usage. He is still running like 30% of the team snaps. He's not like a 80% snap share guy. Uh, you know what this, you know what this Mike is? Mike Davis you, legit ran 31 routes and had 13 rushing attempts. That Nate, is like Nate would be the guy in 2011 playing Thomas Jones over Jamal Charles saying like, there's oh, J- yeah. Thomas Jones is getting all the touches. Oh you yeah. Know when they get to the goal line, they're bringing in Thomas Jones. There's no way this efficiency can continue. Like Thomas Jones is just Mike Davis. It seems, is what seems, it is, seems right. Mike, Mike Davis won't even be in the league like next season. Probably. It doesn't matter. No, We're playing be. this season. There was only it, two it does matter. It does stuff. matter because the, you can tell Atlanta doesn't like him. Like they let him run 31 routes and had 13 rushing attempts. And they threw 5K. it to him twice and they gave Patterson six rushes and Gallman six rushes. Like he basically, I mean, he had less than 50% rushes. Okay. Like there's it's over, bro. You sucked out. You got so lucky to get this trash touchdown. You at, got at so end. lucky like, to get. I mean, you were looking. God. You were looking at three points from Mike Davis, dude. Oh, dude, this show would have been so great if we had three points from Mike Davis Nate, and three Nate touchdowns still would from not Patterson. Have taken the L. He still would dude. not have taken the L. Oh my! God. I still would have cashed. I still would have cast. I still probably would have beat you guys. Mm, I. You would have been right without the Mike Davis touchdown. You would have been right up against it. Listen, I'm. I'm like. It's insane to me that you guys still don't realize that at five. I want you. I want you to take the L, Nate, because I was going to compliment you on the other play that you made. Well, I'm not going to take Mike Davis is a play at this value. Like he just is. And if you guys don't realize that the running back position, like you need to find these values. You just got to play the Atlanta Falcons running back in a three-way timeshare. You just got to He ran it. 31 routes and had 13 rushing attempts. Do you realize no running backs how many get routes, that usage? How many routes did Swift run? A lot, I'm sure. I'm sure Swift no, ran no. more. I bet Swift. How many routes do you think Swift ran? I'll look it up right now. I, I, I don't know how many times the Lions passed the ball. Uh, they, the, the Lions threw the ball 38 times. So I'll so guess, Swift, 20, ran I'll guess 30, 20. Swift ran 33 routes with eight rushing attempts. The only the only running back who had more than 10 rushing attempts and also more than 20, 25 routes run was Saquon Barkley and Mike Davis. One of them. No, was you 5. told me, 1K. hey, you told me, you told me last week Barkley's dust, bro. You told me, you told me that Barkley was. Oh, was, I was it was, was not done. an anti Barkley play. It was a it was a pro for, Mike Davis play. <laughs> for 12 for two thousand dollars cheaper. <laughs> Dude, you guys are trying to hand out an L where it's not like. Well, I if you were going to graciously take this L, I was going to be more complimentary of the other play you made. But I actually think you made the most mentally strong running back to play. Also, another thing you did that was super egregious was you played three running backs instead of four wide receivers, which I think in the context of this week was terrible. But well, can I get can we talk about that? Because I almost I had four four wide receivers all week. I had Cup. I had Devonte. I did not feel great about playing Cup this week, and it had nothing to do with projections. The projections loved Cup. The usage loved Cup. I didn't play everything Cup either. Everything pointed to Cup. But the reason I got, a, I, I just like. Are you, are you meaning to say Woods? No, Cup. I had Cup. Devon. My original team was Dak. Uh, it was Dak. Um, Dak Henry. Mike Davis. Uh, Samuels, DJ Moore, uh, Cup, Devontae, and uh, Lions and Disley. Yeah. But I moved off of Cup because I, which, I mean, looking at his usage, he's still got crazy usage. But at the end of the day, his efficiency was off, was just insane over these last three weeks. And and, and I just didn't think that could continue. And I didn't want to be the one who was playing him at elevated price tags, betting on that level of efficiency. But to be honest, this week, his efficiency rebounded to the opposite, but he still had probably the second best usage on the week from expected fantasy points. Like he cups still a monster, even though it didn't work out. This yeah. Week. He got 30, he got 13 targets. Like he's still, yeah. yeah. But 
you played you played David Montgomery as your second running back. Um, I played Chuba Hubbard. Sammy played DeAndre Swift. Uh, it took me like watching one snap of that Bears game to realize that David Montgomery was clearly the correct play. Uh, I don't I don't even believe he was targeted, but it just it just does not matter. Um, he was he was the correct running back to play. Chuba, I think that I did not project Rodney Smith to play. Like when I was working through stuff, I and Rodney Smith and and was out there quite a bit, especially on third down. So um, Chuba Hubbard is not going to be ninety uh, percent CMC the way that Mike Davis was for like four games last year. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think that kind of jobbed you because then when they went down, they didn't have Chuba in there. Yeah, they like... had. Well, Chuba was in there some, but Smith was in there some, and Freeman was in there some. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. Like Mike Davis would have gotten six for 50 through the air in this, and this is, last year. Th- this is actually why I didn't play Chuba because I thought there was just some chance, you know, chance yeah. that, that, you know, he's a, he's a rookie and, you know, whatever is like, you know, fourth, fourth game. And, you know, that the, they weren't just going to give him all of it. Like they were going to do some sort of rotation. And, you know, that was, that was really, I, I thought he was in a good spot and, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, 90% CMC, but at the end, like I just didn't trust it fully. And it's kind of like after getting burned by fields last week, just being like, yo, dude, like this guy's in his, in his first game and you don't really know what's going to happen. Like there's a level of insecurity there. Um, that's why I opted away from Chuba. I don't think he was a bad play, but like that was, that was the thing that got me off of him. Yeah. I don't think it, at lock, we, I don't think he was a bad play, but his usage was appalling. It was I mean, bad. literally, I mean, it was, it was worse than I ever could have expected without like an injury for him. I mean, he saw literally less than a 50% uh snap share he ran 10 routes with i mean 13 rushing attempts so i mean yeah his snap share is 47 percent. he only ran around 21 percent of the team's i mean obviously part of it was playable part of it was that the game got away from them but i still think i still think they probably view him as like an early down back and they view the other guys as the passing down back yeah, like and, were- and the other thing the other thing with rookies is like the pass protection thing that coaches really like get on yep. like you don't if they don't trust him in pass pro then he's not going to be on the field for that stuff um and we weren't we just didn't have enough data to know what they thought about him in that regard yeah the rodney smith thing was a shocker to me but rodney smith had out 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 had more routes than him and then got targets on those routes too so um it's well, a bummer so, have- so that's the thing is you said you said hubbard ran 10 routes he got two targets so like that's great targets per route run because that's the carolina offense they throw to the running backs but i just like i straight well, up i i well, think rodney I look- had five targets on 19 routes so like rodney was clearly the guy that they wanted to have in yeah and if i had if i had any if i had any ideation that rodney smith was going to be the third down back like i i, I even I, it's so funny. I even spent the morning um, going through the athletic stuff from the last week on the Panthers to just be like, what, you know, what are they expecting? And everything was like, Chuba's going to get the start. Chuba's the guy. Like that's, they, there was a, a weird thing that um, Matt Rule said about he's been like slipping on the field a lot. So they, they got him new cleats. And that like gave me a little bit of pause. I'm like, that's a weird thing to bring up talking about your new starting running. Is back. that just like a nice way of saying he's getting blown up and passing pro something? I don't know, but, but I, I literally, I read, I read through everything from Carolina beat writers this week and they did not say anything about Rodney Smith. So that, I, but I'm taking the L on that. Like I, I, that, that play could have gone one of two ways, which was he's 90% CMC the way that Mike Davis was, or he's in this gross timeshare with Royce Freeman and Rodney Smith. I, I learned my lesson. Uh, I, I managed to survive it due to, um, DJ Moore, but I, I think I, and, and Sammy, you played Deandre Swift who he or Montgomery, I think were both better plays than what I did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just more of an art, man. Like I think the projections liked Hubbard. No, the, our, our stuff actually had Najee in as the second running back, but I was like, no fucking way, man. Well, what I was, what I was looking at had Hubbard really close to, you know, that Swift, and it had Montgomery in that territory too, maybe like a point behind. Um, but at some point, yeah, it's more of an art. Like you just got to like know that they, they they might not trust a rookie the way they will David Montgomery. And, you know, I, I was pretty disappointed in DeAndre Swift. I've kind of been a hater all draft season. I don't own many seasonal shares because I don't like investing third round picks and 
you know, Lions timeshare running backs. But the reality is, is he has been getting a lot of high value touches, right? Especially yeah, he's like he's like Mike Davis, but athletic. Sort of, yeah. So yeah, uh, at two thousand dollars more. Well, not not that much, Nate. That's eleven hundred more. Yeah, that's yeah, egregious. The difference between Dak and Josh Allen, basically. Yeah. I seriously so. think I seriously think if you didn't play Justin Fields or Dak in cash this week, you're you're straight up like Justin Fields. No, Justin, dude. Okay, no, Davis. I you you're not understanding Josh Allen's like ceiling here. I don't understand how you like this setup. There has never been an easier like offensive. He broke every like. Metric. I don't. I'm not saying Nate. I don't think that Josh Allen was a bad play, but in the context of finding the best median projected lineups, Josh Allen was not in them. You you made huge sacrifices to get Josh Allen in your lineup. Yeah, you played the Falcons' number two running back so that you could have Josh Allen. Like, you played. Was, you yeah. played Mike. You played Mike Davis over Amari Cooper to get Josh Allen in your lineup, which just like truly that like I had those guys separated by like nine points. It's very bad. Very bad, Nate. We just, we just Nemo, Nemo Noling stuff right there. It's really no. I'm Mike telling Davis you, different. Mike Mike Davis was in some of our optimals. I'm not even gonna lie to you and say that Mike Davis wasn't hitting some of our optimals, but Amari Cooper was our most optimal player. Like if if you run 150 lineups on Daily Roto with like no settings or whatever, just to get your cash teams, Amari Cooper was in. I think all of the top 150 lineups, and and you had to get those three Amari Cooper targets, you know, is you, yeah, you really you really I mean, missed Buffalo out on legit, those. Buffalo legit had like a 33 and a half team total, and I think it was like low, like. But wasn't but wasn't Dallas team total 30? Okay, but you get that da- like, and Dallas's was 27 and a half, I think, and so Dallas was literally like six points under on the team total, and Dallas has both Zeke and. Pollard who'd take like Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are not going to combine for three touchdowns ever. Like that's just not going to happen. Josh Allen is going to score. Nate, you're, you are, you are misunderstanding what I'm saying. I am not criticizing the Josh Allen play in a vacuum. Josh Allen is always a very good option for fantasy, especially last week. He was 7,000, uh, fine, fine time to play him. Playing eight thousand dollar quarterbacks in cash when there is not when we don't have the 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 free square running back it just it's very rarely is that going to be optimal. I mean, ju- like all all of all of the optimals this week were were Justin Fields or Dak Prescott in the top one hundred and fifty. Well, and and honestly, I think if you didn't see Justin Fields last week and learn your lesson, I, I think that's bad. Like I learned my lesson. I'm not criticizing anyone who played Justin Fields because. I am. I no, am. because, dude, it was so he was so close to having a good game. Clearly, was he? Yeah, yeah he, it was close. I yeah. actually don't hate the Justin Fields play. I think going back there again was pro is is okay. I think if there's ever a time like no, they had all week to game plan for him, Nagy came out and and it was clear Nagy wasn't going to be the play caller this this week. They, I mean, it was clear the whole Andy Dalton. He was, was he was efficient. Showboat. Yeah, he was efficient yeah. as a passer, and they scored three rushing touchdowns. And if he gets one of those, he no. Th- look, look, look. This this take is ass, and the reason is this: is that. But I'm not. Huge... I'm not looking at the results, dude. I'm telling you how I felt eight hours ago. Which no, is I, that I, I know, Fields but but what fine. I'm saying is, we saw him completely melt down last week in his in his first start, and there's no reason to play him in cash when that thing when that sort of thing could happen again. I mean, it, it's just. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like he got sacked, like what, like seven, eight, nine times. He could not run the offense at all uh, it, to play that in cash and go back to it is pretty egregious. In my opinion, if you believe that he's undervalued or something like that, you can play him in GPP, but don't act like, his I don't think he was isn't... good for G- I don't think he was good for GPPs because he's never getting like 30. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, his that's... ceiling is limited. I think in from, from that perspective, but I like Sammy, I don't think one week, should take you off of the thesis of the play entirely. Like it doesn't throw yeah, out. Like, I think Justin Fields is really good. So we thought that last week, you don't adjust your prior that much because he had a, a abysmal start like to his career. Like that doesn't mean he's now like everything we know about his talent and everything we know about like rushing quarterbacks in the NFL at that price on DraftKings. Like certainly not, but not it, should, it should change your, your reality about his range of outcomes. I mean, the whole thing is like, the reason that's, you that's, play just—that's a fair point. That's the a fair reason point. you play Justin Fields is because he's got this safe floor because of the rushing. But when you see that 
that floor can actually be like below in the basement um, like it was last week. You have to you have to say, look, this is reasonably part of his range of outcomes. Like he may not be ready yet. And, uh, you know, again, not to be results oriented, but he threw the ball 17 times and rushed it three times. Like he was not close to having a good game. He wasn't even close to close to having a good game. I mean, that's it, it, that's brutal. What, no, what they did is they got the volume, a lead at the beginning and they and they protected him and sheltered him and yeah. didn't let him if do anything. It. If anything, I would say that this week should have showed you that the reality is the Bears want to run the ball when they can and they're going to design an offense around around that more often than not. So he's different than the Jalen Hurts type. Like you can't look at other running quarterbacks and look at that upside thinking that that's what 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 he has right now until they get different play calling in like his ceiling is, is going to be limited by the style of offense the Bears want to play, not by the talent, not by the weapons, because Mooney, uh, Komet, and Robinson, and Montgomery, like, he, he has weapons. Like, there's no reason he couldn't put up a ceiling-type game like Hurts except for the play calling and the way that the Bears want to run their offense. Uh, speaking of the way they want to run the offense, were you guys surprised? Uh, I know Dallas got out to a big lead, uh, and we kind of ran pretty good from Dak to get four throwing touchdowns from him because he only threw the ball 22 times. And... No, because they got a they got a they got a pick six, and then immediately after the pick six, Trayvon Diggs got another interception. So that that to me is just kind of one of those things. Um, and when when Dallas I gets, I don't into, think they had a pick six this week. They did, didn't they? No, that was last week, man. No, no I don't they, think had they, four, did. they had four passing touchdowns and one to uh, and, and a rush by Elliott. I'm pretty uh, well. I'm pretty sure Diggs had two interceptions. So am I am I getting this wrong? Um, I, no. I think they, I, I think he did. I just don't think they were pick sixes. Yeah, the pick six was last week, mate. Okay, but yeah. regardless, I, I do yeah, think you ran. Today. Anytime you get four TDs on twenty something attempts or whatever, yeah, you, you ran good, an incredible run, good. Yeah. Well, and 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 I mean, we ran pretty good with Amari. Obviously, this wasn't the the game script like we were pro- projecting, but we probably should have like realized that Dallas could have just blown. Carolina out of the water like Carolina well, yeah if if, if uh if one of those passing touchdowns turns into a Zeke rushing touchdown like it just it got it could have gotten real ugly real quick and we could have been looking our wounds yeah but yeah I, I think overall at receiver it was pretty clear all the plays that everybody was thinking about I don't think that I mean Cooper I was I do think Cooper I was do right think there. not DJ playing Moore was right I, there. I think not playing Cooper is egregious of you Nate not playing Cooper or Odell um I I think was just well, very bad of you well, I mean, it, here here's the thing about Cooper, and we were big tilting because he went off on the first. He got drive. he hurt his hamstring, yeah, yeah, and and took off his helmet, and that was that was like very very very. Big Amari tilt. Amari coming back from an in game injury to score a touchdown has to be like a plus one million to one. Like that's got to be like it's never happened before in the history of football. <laughs> like I swear to God, like like you're just, like when you see Amari Cooper on the sideline with his helmet off, you're like, oh great, like I'm completely done. Well, I mean, I Cooper was Cooper is in the top ten receivers I wanted to play. I mean, number one, the priority for me was Devontae. Number two, priority for me was DJ Moore, and then it was the cheap wide receiver options, which I, there were like two options. I thought it was either Curtis Samuel there were, or or Westbrook. There were a bunch, and they all were bad. Every single well, punt wide receiver option was bad. No, yeah. I don't think any as, of them as got they usually are, bro. I, as they I, usually I, are. I was pretty set though that I wanted Samuel over over Westbrook, and even though the results didn't matter, they were both no, the same. I do you, think we should you, talk about the theory. Of no, that. you were you were a hundred percent right to do that because uh, Nick Westbrook Akeen is just not a good football player. Just straight up is just the most average, basic bitch ass like create a player wide receiver there ever is. And even if uh, Curtis Samuel was not gonna have like you know, full snaps or full roll. Nate, do you know how many snaps Curtis Samuel played? I can pull it up. But that, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about because I think that's the difference between positional, like, talent evaluation. Like, Curtis Samuel, we know, is a talented wide receiver at the NFL level. Like, he's yep. a 5K, 6K wide receiver when he plays full snaps. And I think too many, too often people assume wide receiver replaceability of just like, oh, he's going to get the same volume. Like, yep. when Julio's out, oh, Olamide, he's going to be Olamide, Julio for 3K. Right. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's not running back where you can put like anybody in there and Alexander where, where Rodney is... Smith can be a thorn in your side. Yeah. So um, with Curtis Samuel, I was like, we are literally getting a 5K, 6K wide receiver at 3K with 
just risks on volume and volume and playing time. Yeah. But, and the, um, and the coach said, the coach was like, Hey, he's ready to go. I, I felt, you know, I played Samuel over uh, Westbrook too. And, and yeah. I've kind of felt the same way, you know, I'm like, they, you know, they, they went out, what did they trade for him or they signed him as a free agent? You know, they, they yeah, went out of their way to get him. Um, and yeah, I, I was just like, and, and they really haven't had a really good second receiving option. I mean, they've thrown some to Yami Brown here and there, but like, I, I, I been, thought he's been bad. Yami fell on his face this year. He had an opportunity yeah. and didn't take it. Uh, yeah. Samuel ran uh, 25 snaps, 13 routes and got four targets on that. But Wait, say that, say that again. Sorry. It was 25 snaps, 13 routes and four targets. Yeah. If you, if you tell routes. me 25 snaps before the game, I probably just play him over Westbrook. I think. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook, yeah. I mean, Tennessee ran so many plays and so many passing plays that Westbrook's numbers are going to look inflated. Dude, but... G- dude, Jeremy McNichols, Jeremy McNichols <laughs> led them in targets. Hey, they hey Davis. so many pass plays here, though. Davis, aren't you happy we didn't play a uh, Tennessee survivor? Oh my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> how bad I would have been today? Yeah. I would have been, I would have been losing my mind. I, I would have been, I would have been absolutely losing my mind. I mean, we were, we were super close, Nate. We were, we were going back and forth. We haven't even, we haven't even mentioned the big dog's name yet. So the big dog gets 33 carries, 157 yards, scores his touchdown. But imagine, imagine, imagine a world where Jeremy McNichols doesn't exist and big dog is getting those targets instead. McNichols got 12 targets in this game. Imagine what, oh what Derek Henry's. Imagine what Derrick Henry's projection would look like if you if it was even possible for him to get 12. He'd be projecting he, for like 30 points every week. He, he, I, would, he would cost 11.2. And I genuinely don't it. understand why they don't run more screens with him. Like, that has to be just... They did it. They, in the first they quarter, they once. ran a screen for him, and I was like, oh, this is... If, the, if this is going to be the new, page, the new Titans offense, like, this is over. We're playing Henry every week. So my question is, like, why aren't they? Like, when you have literally these nobody's running routes and you're giving Chester Rogers eight targets. Like, why are you not just saying like every drive, we're going to give two screens to him. We're just going to get the ball in his hands and create some space. And if you've I mean, really seen think... him on screens, like you give him a little room. Nobody's, nobody's taking the train off the track. So, baby. so I think, I think that's the thing. I think it's that it just takes him a second to like, get like, like we all know Henry, like he's super powerful and super fast, but it kind of takes him, you know, an extra step to get up to speed versus, you know, a McNichols or whatever. So I think if teams kind of know the Derrick Henry screen is coming, they can snuff those out pretty easy. Like, I think that's actually an easy play for them to defend. Yeah. It takes them like weird. a second and a half to like turn around. And, go and, and I'm not even saying that to like, I'm not disparaging Henry at all. Like clear. Like I thought he was a must play on DraftKings today, whatever. But I, I think there are reasons that they don't run the screens for him a lot. Like, I think you have to do that selectively because it just takes it, yeah. It just takes him a second to get up the field, basically. But well, Jared, 12, only, only 12 five, targets. Only five out of every nine players played Derrick Henry in cash today. Is that true? Yeah, still value. Yeah, yeah 50, he was only like 55.5%. I mean, I, I, I normally do not do this, but I knew that my team was so good this morning that I played extra. Like I read, I, I did too. I did too. I was like, yeah. Because I was like, this is this is the total proof. This is the total show me week. And if you don't, if you don't have something close to this, you're you're just gonna lose. Yeah, Dude, or, or, only... or you're Nate Noling and you get trash touchdowns from Mike Davis, and you know you just you just get there. Well, Nate, the only reason the only reason Nate Cash is that he was smart enough to play uh, David Montgomery, David Montgomery. In that running but back just, just, slot. Just to be clear, Sammy, I ran like bottom twenty percentile of my quarterback efficiency, where you ran like upper eighty percentile. So like. Josh Allen could have put forty on you, and it would quarterback. Been- Who cares, bro? Yeah, yeah. Nate, not that. That is not a. That's not that argument's not going to get the people on your side. Like argument about it. quarterback efficiency. Right. Well, no. at the end of the day, only forty. Yeah, at the end of the day, people- you survived another week of Mike Davis. You're going to play him again next week. Davis, we all you know. keep saying survived. I thrived. He is the- he, th- he thrived every. Week. I'm gonna I'm gonna straight up I'm gonna straight up play Cordell Patterson next week and just like smash Nate so hard. <laughs> yeah, Sammy's gonna play a thirty percent snap share guy. Oh, yeah. you guys. So, I now uh, another thing is, I think that I think that we all play Disley, which I think is like fine at service level. But like not playing thirty four hundred dollar Dalton Schultz actually, I think, seems pretty bad. He led the team in targets again, 
scores another touchdown. I mean, uh, well, here, you know, here's the thing. If you watch the games, they are literally manufacturing touches. And he's run. wide open when he's wide yeah, open. Wide like, and Jarwin was wide open on his touchdown too. Yeah, they, they are legit like they're not spreading it out. And I think they're kind of changing things up without uh without Gallup in there. Hundred percent. Well, hundred percent. If there's if there's anything we've learned, it's that Gallup was way more valuable to this team than any of yes. anybody realized. Gallup yes. on the outside was critical to making this work. Those first couple snaps where Gallup, CD was on in slot and Amari was out wide was like I mean, beginning of the year, it was like, this, pudding, is the most efficiency, this is the highest efficiency we're going to see all year passing. And then Gallup goes down. I, I don't know what's happening. They've thrown under 30 there. passes in each of their last three games because Yo, Gallup's Amari, not there. Amari Cooper's targets the last three weeks, five, four, and three targets. Okay. And, yeah. and it's not like CD is taking them either. I mean, no. CD literally had four targets this game and ran 24 routes. Like, I, I – I don't know. I, I they need Gallup back. They need to get the rest of these guys in their ideal like playing spots. No, I well, think this guys, the 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 Cowboys are fine. They just are yeah. not. Their teams are. Their defense is better than expected, so they're not in the, some of the same crazy shootouts as last. Which year. we which we hate. Like we yeah. don't want that. But they literally gave thirty rushes to their running backs. Real football. Yeah. But I'm saying when when Gallup comes back, I'm not playing Dalton Schultz at 3,400. He's a chump play at that price. It, like yeah, when, well Gallup is Gallup is. Uh, I don't believe he's returned to practice yet, and I wonder. I mean, Schultz was shaping up as being the stone chalk all week until the Disley stuff. I mean, Schultz was Schultz was in our optimal still. Yeah. I only I only played I only played Disley because I knew that if I didn't play DJ Moore in an all time DJ Moore spot, I was just going to be miserable. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't gonna play uh, Mike Davis over Amari Cooper, so that's why I played Disley. Sometimes, sometimes you the guys survived and made money without Mike Davis. Yeah, we, sur- we sur- Yeah, we survived <laughs> without thirteen carries for fourteen yards. Somehow, we found a way. I mean, I in in a way, in a way, I do feel that I survived because I of all the of all the running backs that I could have played at running back too, I I basically picked the worst one. That is like, that is correct. Hubbard was Hubbard was a real like could have played Najee, could have played Bark. I I I had Barkley on like Tuesday, but I don't think I ever really would have played him. So D, DJ Moore was he was super chalky, right? He was like thirty one percent owned. Yeah, um, but that's still means that, Yeah, that that does mean that two out of every three people did not play DJ Moore in cash. Um, you know, I I I just think and and we were all on it, so I don't. He was like, he was a a week three esque. Cooper Cup style play, like just yeah. just cl- so clearly you had to play him. Yeah, yeah. I think the the problem with Moore's ownership is that there were a couple other relatively chalky receivers that were like close in price to him. So I think a lot of people played, um, a lot of people played Ceedee Lamb, a lot of people played um, played Odell, Debo. and and no, I, I don't. No, think Debo, Debo was, was only like seven ish percent. Yeah, Odell was like twenty eight percent owned in the which is $25. which was fine. O- Odell, which, totally. I think o- Odell totally. versus uh, Odell versus Cooper is fine. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like I think that's why DJ Moore wasn't as owned as he should have been is just because there was a lot of like decent plays like in that same similar price range. Yeah. When Nate, when you look at when you look at Odell's Whopper from this week, you're going to lose your mind, dude. He dude. like, I, 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 I shit you not. He probably left 30 fantasy points out on the field. Oh, but he was my I highest tell you exactly receiver. I stack, I stack the, the stones off that game and it scored 21 points. Is How is so- that the game you chose? Dude, I, I did too. I, I literally had so much Odell and he had, yeah, he had like 18 expected points and ended up with, yeah, thirteen points under expectation this week. He left. Well, let me let me tell you this: forty-four air yards, and he oh, the, the one, and he, was, he was top three in air yards last week too, I believe. So the one that skipped off the turf before it got to him. I mean, that was an eighty-five yard touchdown that Baker just missed. Like it was, it, 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 it more expected points than that because that that is just a that is an eighty-five yard touchdown like so much of the time. So running bad. Um, big tilt. Okay. Do we want to tilt Devonte Adams? I mean, it just didn't matter to any of us because we we had the nuts after the. Yeah, I would I would have tilted if if we didn't if we weren't smashing already. 
Yeah, like if DJ Moore doesn't score that second touchdown and Najee and Woods get those touchdowns in the fourth quarter, this honestly would have been a lot better of a show because we all would have been tilting Devontae Adams and then tilting the Robert Woods, Najee Harris suckouts. Well, the Najee I mean, Harris thing was tilting just because it was like such an easy thing. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The I'm going to play Devontae again. It doesn't matter. I mean, well, nothing changes. So, So I guess this is the thing. We all played Devonte Adams over Tyree Kill, Whew. but I didn't. Would never in this spot play. I played Tyreek in my main GPP team, but I would never play Devonte in GPP. I would always like so if that if I if that's my mindset. If my mindset is I was I would always play Tyreek for the same price over Adams in tournaments. Maybe it's like a small bit of a leak to play Devonte. No, oh, no, I don't, I don't think it's so. It's ownership because... consideration. I mean, literally, yeah. Tyreek is like 8% owned. You get Tyreek at single-digit ownership, where Devontae comes in at like 20-plus percent owned in, in he GPPs. Was, like, he he's was an like, immediate fade. He was like 50% in the massive $10 double-up, Devontae Adams was. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is Devontae's volume is just so safe and bankable, whereas Tyreek has up-and-down games, right? He has games yeah. where he just doesn't show up, or they go elsewhere, or they're like playing too high safety and you know they just play dudes over the top of them and then they just like pepper kelsey so don't get me wrong like tyreek is always a good play but like just by the nature of cash games players like Devonte have higher floors players like even cooper cup have higher floors and yeah sometimes sometimes tyreek blows up and he did this week but nobody played him Boy, i mean blow up this i week? had a ton of tyreek and gpp but yeah Devontae and, and was you 21 Devonte was 21% owned in that red zone tournament, the single entry. Like that's an immediate fade as, as a wide receiver. Like, yeah, there's no, I, you shouldn't be playing 20 plus percent on wide receivers in a single entry like that. I, I was tilted because Odell ended up being 25% owned in that. And I had no idea. I thought Odell was going to be maybe 10% owned in tournaments. And I had a ton of him. And then he ended up being 25% owned and killed me killed me at that ownership yeah uh all right you guys ready you guys ready to do our tournament teams sure all right uh so i this week i i thought there were two games that i really wanted to stack it was kansas city philadelphia and it was carolina and dallas the team i ended up throwing in the red zone uh was patrick mahomes antonio gibson chuba hubbard tyree kill sounds good right not oh, yeah. so much Jalen Rager, McCole Hardman, Blake Jarwin, Steph Diggs, Jets defense. Um, so, so did, didn't get, did, uh, definitely did not get there. Obviously, Devonta Smith much better than Jalen Rager. So, got, got that, uh, got the bring back wrong. I will say, I have never felt so intelligent as a DFS player playing Blake Jarwin over Dalton Schultz, who was like literally 20 times his own. Like Blake that's a, Jarwin, that's a, that's a strong, strong play, strong play. Well, I mean, well Blake, I looked at it. Blake Jarwin has had run one fewer route than yeah. Dalton Schultz. And, yeah. and I, you know, Schultz is going to be 10, 15%, whatever. Blake Jarwin scores the touchdown. And I'm like, I'm going to, I am so fucking smart. All these people are so goddamn stupid. And then Dalton <laughs> Schultz leads the team in targets. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I guess maybe ownership is a good indication of who's going to score the fantasy points. So uh min, min, min cash for me uh i i liked playing digs with tyreek on a mahomes team because i felt that would be a super unique combination that yeah. almost all digs teams would be josh allen teams almost all tyreek teams would be mahomes teams so uh th i thought it was a good lineup uh hardman and rieger obviously doing nothing not great yeah Hard hardman lets you down yet again um i i also min cashed or min, I don't know min, what the min cash was. I doubled. I doubled. The min cash. Um, the min cash. But cash. I did a, yeah, I did a Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox stack with, uh, with Brandon Cooks coming back. Brandon Cooks didn't do squat. Um, so that kind of messed me up, but, but Knox smashed. And then I used uh, Ezekiel Elliott at running back because kind of the same reason yep. as, as last week, just, you know, amazing leverage off a chalky game amazing leverage right and people want the want the passing stuff i used antonio gibson at running back i had dj moore in this lineup uh and then i did a really fishy thing and i played uh westbrook akeen um as oh my, 
That yeah. is Sammy. so bad, dude. Yeah, it's you really bad. You feel bad. Oh, I do. man. I do. I do feel That's bad. That's real bad. Yeah. That is like it, the it was... one thing. That is like the one thing this week that like you just could not. You had to just play Cameron Batson or literally anyone else. No, I mean, it should. I should. I should have just gone Samuel, but I didn't want to go Samuel in this one because I also used uh, Antonio Gibson. And so I was like, who's the other min price guy I want to use? And I was like, you know what? This this lineup is unique enough um, where like I just feel fine taking a taking a chalk guy. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's still not good. But I use the Jets defense in this one. The Lions were the were the chalky low price defense. So I thought going somewhere else like the Jets, um, you know, it was it was a pretty good idea. And indeed, they scored more. So. It was a pretty decent team, scored about 160 points. And yeah, it was all right. Nice. I, uh, I did not min cash, um, which is impressive when you realize that I had Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel on this team. That is, um, um, I mean, that can't be possible. It, it's true. So I went with a Baker uh, double stack. Oh, there we Cleveland go. And Minnesota. <laughs> easy, easy dust. Yeah. Cleveland, Minnesota was the game that I really wanted. And I had all, almost all my single entry teams were different stacks of this. Um, and so I went Baker, Odell, and Njoku as my as my Brown side of that. And I brought it back with Dalvin Cook. Um, I thought Dalvin Cook – I mean, all of the reports were that Dalvin Cook was, like, going to be pretty much 100%. He, he was pretty close last week. It looked like he was going to play in full. And I thought he had similar ceiling to Henry at, like, a fifth of the ownership. So yeah. Dalvin, was, Dalvin was an extremely good play. I play. I so, played Dalvin. Dalvin was my most owned uh, GPP running back too, Nate. And I and I yeah. stacked the hell out of this game. Talk a little bit about why you stacked the game, because again, it was it was a game that I was on too. Well, all the ownership projections, which um, unfortunately um, the ownership aggregate projections that I used this week were off, because I had like I basically do like a ceiling projection for all these players, and then I look at ownership and I try to figure out leverage, and I take like. Hey, who are what are the best games to stack based on ownership, not just on overall ceiling? Because obviously Dallas and Carolina was like the best ceiling game, but uh, it was also the highest owned game. So this game was like showing up the best because I thought Odell was going to be um, was going to be low owned, and then I I, I it was a, I was able to get exposure to other games that I really liked. So it wasn't just about the Baker Odell uh, and Joku stack with Cook. It was also about what I could also add to this lineup. So what I was able to add to this lineup was I, I had Tyreek, Debo, uh, and then I had Sermon as well because I wanted to have a mini stack of San Francisco. So I had Trey Sermon and Debo in that as well. So I, I felt good about this lineup. I also had Woods and uh, Jets D. Um, felt good about the lineup. But, yeah, I mean, when your main stack hits for like 12 points combined with five players, you're screwed no matter what happens with your uh, one-offs around. Nate did, Nate, did you play Mike Davis in any GPP lineup? No. Yeah. That doesn't does, mean he's a bad cash play. Does that does that tell you something about Mike Davis and the ceiling no, that he carries? No, but no, I didn't play. I didn't play. I didn't play Hubbard on any of my GPP, or yeah. I didn't play Henry on any of my GPP teams. I played. That's because he's going to have massive ownership. Yeah. Well, and I preferred Henderson. I preferred Daryl Henderson over um over Hubbard in in tournaments, which well should have should have paid off, and Sermon yeah. too. Sermon was the great GBP play. I thought my, my, my favorite running back plays in tournaments were Dalvin, um, Trey Sermon, and Henderson, I think, were my three, like, top. Oh, and then Zach Moss. Zach Moss was, like, the, the one guy in Buffalo that I thought, if if they really do put up 35 points here or 40-something points here, Moss could totally stumble in for two touchdowns at, like, no ownership. So, I had a bunch of Moss, too. But, yeah, uh, I, the Cleveland-Minnesota game was the most tilting – I had it everywhere. Yep. Uh, I just, I, it's just, it's very obnoxious. Like two weeks in a row, I, I stone nut out the, the correct stack and literally whiff on it. All of my one-offs. Like it's just very, it's just very frustrating. That's why it's hard to win and a GPP, man. Yeah. And I had the opposite. I had all the one-offs and then the stack just bombed. If I would have known, if I would have had proper ownership projections and known that Odell was going to be 25% owned, I probably would have not had this as my main stack. Odell's ownership was unplayable in terms. Well, it's just it's just because um, it's just because people put their cash teams in those, and Odell was a cash play. No, Odell was like I'm not sure about as, that, dude. He was he was the most owned wide receiver in that red zone. 
Well, Odell was, I know that Odell was the top value wide receiver on ETR, which tends to be a, a big driver of uh, tournament ownership. Yeah. And this, and this, and this game was their top uh, GPP game score. So they do something kind of like Nate where they factor in ownership and, you know, ceiling and this and that. And they say, what's the best game? What's the most value game to stack? And, and this was, this was the game. Uh, the second, I think their second one was Philly, Kansas city. So got it. Yeah. My second, I just am done. I like, I, I, um, I've leveled myself off of like good Mahomes and Dak teams so many times, like probably when those two guys are on the main slate, that's just what my single entry teams are going to Yeah, do. it's it's one of these things where you hop back and forth, but if you literally just stacked Chiefs every week. I I you... mean, what my my stacks we've done it four times this season. My stacks have been Mahomes twice, Kyler Kyler once and no, Mahomes three times. No. Like you're you're Kyler you're once. you're, you're going to have like multiple awesome weeks. I mean, the the thing is is that if you run into the you, so actually let's let's look. What what team uh let's see what team won this oh i mean you can't you can't beat the tyler heineke stack this week i guess i guess the the vomit stack with derrick henry and cpat was too good this week oh i mean well i mean you just got to play the the rb1 for yeah, that that is and you and you win it all yeah oh man this lineup this lineup is a work of art nick westbrook akeen and the flex I, I'm looking at I'm looking at one of my DAC teams that I had pulled up in the the blind side, and this team scored 231 points. Single stack Heineke and McLaurin. Uh, his Atlanta bring back was Cordell Patterson. Plays Tyreek. Plays DJ Moore, and then Evan Ingram, Westbrook, Akeen, and the Colts defense. Just amazing stuff, really. Legend. Completely. It's hard to win tournaments, dude. It's yeah, don't look at the it. don't look at the winning lineup of the uh, the red zone. It was this I, Mahomes. It was a Mahomes Hill stack, but then it had just all the one offs that it hit on. I mean, it had no correlation, but it worked. I mean, David Montgomery, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin. It had it had Randall Cobb and Randall Cobb. I mean, Rand- Randall was- Cobb was like a sneaky, really good play, and I thought about it, and I wish I'd done it more because the Steelers just are so egregious against uh against the slot and just like do that thing where they cover the slot receiver at their middle linebacker all the time and just get hosed up and you know like randall it, with uh with mvs out like it, it was fully reasonable to think that that Cobb might get a little more work they were talking about it i actually think that was a that was a pretty sharp play yeah i just looking at this lineup though the core like i was just i, I don't know how that how that got built but yeah this week overall the 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 biggest takeaways i had though were uh, t- Terry McLaurin, um, he's back. I mean, he, well, did you see, did you see the, the second touchdown he scored? No. So amazing. It should, it should really not even count as a target. I, I don't think like it was Heineke was like half throwing the ball away, half throwing it in McLaurin's general direction. And he just like, kind of like slid underneath it while the defensive back missed. Well, he had 217 air yards for the week. But, but what I'm telling you is that targets. is that a third of that was on this like total broken dust play that turns into a touchdown like three percent of the time. Well, the top five. I mean, that the reason I love expected metrics is because the top five almost every week look like who you would expect. I mean, it's the top five were the best wide receiver plays of the week: Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill. Those were the top five and expected. What about expected running points? Expected rushing points or expected points Um, for the running backs? Is Mike Davis up there? uh, In his 13 carries? No. No. Uh, Derrick Henry is off the charts on that. Uh, Derrick Henry, DeMont, Zeke. uh, Oh, Kamara didn't get a target, but he didn't get a target, target, bro. He got 26 rushes for 120 yards and no targets. Yeah, dude, it's so funny to me. The Giants win this game, so now all the Giants fans are all back in on Joe Judge. And it's oh, we like, didn't use uh, oh. we didn't use New Orleans in the Survivor either, Davis. I know. Yeah, we Woo! we 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 really though we shouldn't we shouldn't feel too proud about it though because we really did take a layup. Take well, a layup yeah, but we we good. didn't we didn't outsmart ourselves. Anyway, the people aren't here to to yeah. talk about the, Survivor, but I'm happy. The we one. Didn't. The one volume thing I am glad to see is that Calvin Ridley looked somewhat back to his the usage that we like would have expected from him. His ADOT has been 
uh, pretty off this year. And to see him get 13 targets at his normal, like 15.2 a dot for, for nearly, nearly 200 yards, 200 air yards was great. Yeah. 198 air yards for him. So good to see Calvin Ridley get that usage, even if he didn't necessarily go off. I think yeah. Kyle, Kyle Pitts, nine more targets. Like Kyle Pitts, uh, I, I used him a lot in GPP, and he's a guy. It's got to happen know. eventually, right? It, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, is 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 Derrick Henry just the guy? I don't want. If you're, re, don't if you're redrafting again. fantasy this year, he's 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 number one. He's the number one pick, right? I mean, underdog is doing their best ball resurrection tournament, and he goes number one, and he yeah. should. Yeah. He, I mean, he really should. I mean, it was. I mean, uh, with Alvin Kamara getting zero targets, what's the point of playing? I mean, the the Alvin Kamara thing is the most tilting thing in the world. This this off season and the and the weeks leading up to week one set up for Alvin Kamara to have like his best year yet. Well, the other thing, and we standpoint. didn't and we didn't tilt this because uh, we didn't play Alvin Kamara. But do you know who had two rushing touchdowns for the Saints? Taysom Hill. It was Taysom Hill. And the the I don't remember if it was the first or the second, but one of them was a grown ass man run. He broke like yeah. 13 tackles. It was absurd. <laughs> we would have tilted so so damn hard if we Oh yeah. If you there. have Kamar in that spot, you're you're just um you're just completely miserable. Uh yeah, that would have been tilting. So like we're just can we are are Steelers players playable anymore? Or are they De- just... Deontay Johnson is he's an alpha other than that no absolutely not yeah uh also no Texans players no no Texans bring backs needed <laughs> I was I was so on Brandon Cooks man I was like I oh know. yeah this is this is just so natural um but the Texans are just fully egregious I you can't do it uh D- DJ Moore is a real number one wide receiver that dude is an alpha we've been waiting for it and it's here yeah, where that do you second, that second DJ? touchdown he scored where there was no one within eight yards that, of him. Yeah, they ran the Cooper Cup play. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Where that do was... you rank DJ Moore like rest of season? Like, do you put him at like is he a is he He's up there with receivers. like Ridley? Is he up there with oh, Diggs? Is I take he... I I take him over Ridley right now. Cause their target their target volume is is roughly the same, and I think the Panthers are mostly gonna be fine, whereas uh, I could see Felipe Franks taking over in like game 13 for the Falcons at this point. Also, also RIP Robbie. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was a nice story for Robbie last year, but he's done now. Like Nate, Nate, Nate printed off Robbie Anderson last year. He did. Nate, Nate got ahead of that usage and uh, time out. What are you guys? He had 11 targets this week. Well, well good for him, dude. He didn't yeah. do anything with them. Yeah. I wouldn't say RIP. I mean, yeah, last year was the time to play him, but he, he, he had like almost twenty expected points this week. I, he's, I, a, he's a nice, he's a nice secondary receiver, Nate. He's he's fine. But yeah, and that, DJ Moore's the price, alpha. DJ yeah, Moore's the captain though, now. Yes, but at his price, he's going to be playable uh, pretty soon. Here, there's going to be too many people like thinking he's uh, done gonna, when he's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna just absolutely love it when Nate comes with the Mike Davis and Robbie oh, there's going to be a Mike Davis Robbie Anderson week, and I'm gonna dunk on you all. It's just, a, it's just like it, it it is it is amazing to me your your commitment to the bit for the second running to, back on the Falcons for the volume like, for the volume like do you remember when when David Montgomery just dunked on you guys and you guys I'm, could never consider playing true. someone like him because but the, the thing about David Montgomery you is you look past volume all the time because you try to evaluate running backs in your high end like oh this efficiency whatever play the volume but he's Worry not even getting good volume dude he got he got he got two targets today. They threw okay. like 67 times. You got two targets. When you find a 5K wide or 5K running back who runs 30 plus routes and gets 10 plus rushing attempts week after week after week, he's a good play. This is so horrible. I, I hate doing this show now. Like I just have to hear Nate just go on and on about Mike Davis and Mike Davis just gets there. And it's just like Nate scores more points than us. And it's just, man, I just want to throw myself off a bridge right now. This is so, so torturous. 
We were this close uh, to him not getting this touchdown, and this show would have been very different. <laughs> oh my god, this would have been the best show. Like Mike, like Mike Davis just gives up after the the second broken tackle and goes down on the two, and C Pat gets his fourth touchdown. Like that's the show that people needed. That's the show that the people wanted. Really, yeah, it's the show that people deserved. We're sorry. Yeah, it would have it would have been a better show, but thank thank the Lord it did not happen. Yeah, is yeah. this the first week that we've all uh, that we've all printed? Uh, I think so. No, yeah, we I won. What? I won in week one, lost week two, won the last two weeks. I don't know. I don't yeah. keep track of your guys' results that much. Yeah, I just know. Either. I just, I just know that in in week one, I should have, I should have lost, and Tyreek saved me. That's all I can really remember. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. is this is this lost. the first week you didn't swap, Davis? I I didn't even think about it. Yeah, so we just had the nuts after the noon game. Congratulations. It's not as fun to be honest. Like I, I, I just like I didn't even watch all of the four PM games. I, I got dinner and watched a show with my with my lady. I was like, what do I need to watch Seahawks 49ers for? Like I don't I was care. I was railing the end of fantasy baseball season. Yeah. Oh man. We were so close to dunking on the haters and losers. Oh, Dude, we were so close. Yeah. All right, RIP go cast main. Tough. <sighs> Tough scene. Think- all right, let's get out of here, guys. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week.